Judge John P. is the grandson of former Tennessee governor and university namesake Austin P. He was born in Clarksville in 1935 and has spent his entire life living and working in Clarksville. He joins Charlie and Katie to share stories about his life and how he's watched the city grow through the years. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Charlie, uh, I think we kind of have a local legend here to chat with us today. Don't you agree? I do agree. I'm, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I've been I've been talking to his son Evans off and on for a couple of months. Mr. P, I kid this. you not. Every time I talk to him, he's talking about uh, you. You're coming in here, and this is what we can talk about. And he knows this, and he's he's been like a little kid, like you're waiting on Santa to come. Well, that's good. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. We are excited to have you. And, you know, it's it's kind of I, I don't even know where to start because I have so many questions. But how how did you get to Clarksville? I was born here. You were born here. I already knew that answer. But and so it was very easy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a unicorn. So you've been here your entire life, basically. Correct. He might not appreciate you calling him a unicorn, though. Well, it's, <laughs> it's kind legend. of a thing. Yeah, it's kind of born in 1935 at the old hospital. Right. Correct. Yep. And live next door. My parents had owned the little house next door to the hospital. Over where the academy is now was the hospital at that time. You know, I, I think I saw the history of that because there was a there was a hospital on Madison Street right. over where uh, Cumberland Bank is, and then I think they moved over over by the academy. Well, the hosp- the academy is on the actual hospital property. Wow. There, I didn't realize yeah. that because when I read this and said old hospital, I was just thinking the one where Publix is. I didn't even realize it got yeah. older and older than that. And the academy has started in the old hospital building itself. Yes, oh, sir. interesting. You could almost still smell the ether. Oh. The building <laughs> was so strong back then. So, so what was it like? What was it like growing up here? Well, it was a small town. Yeah. Um, I remember I sold Coca-Colas on the sidewalk to people that walked to work every, every day. Uh-huh. You sold what? Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. Uh, you could buy a six-pack for a quarter, <clears throat> excuse me, and get one free. So I'd sell five, and I could drink one. <laughs> so I sold about two six-packs a week. <laughs> That's a good deal. That is awesome. <laughs> Mr. Kleps lived way out on Greenwoods. The house is still there now. Yeah. And he worked at a tobacco market down on Riverside, and he would walk to work nearly every day. If it rained, I think he rode in a drove a car. Yeah. So he buy a coke every day. Excuse me. No, that's okay. Uh, so size wise, just to get a visual back back then, really Clarksville was just downtown in the surrounding area, right there, right? Twelve thousand something. When oh. I grew up. There was a sign on Cumberland Drive. Uh, if you come out Cumberland Drive when you first go down the steep hill. Yes, sir. There was a sign down there. There was a railroad trestle, and I'm not sure it's still there. I think it's been taken down. But there was a sign right there that said, City Limit Population, 12,000-something. Wow. Can you, can you imagine 12,000? We grow more, more than 12,000 in a year now. That's crazy, isn't it? It's un- unreal. Uh-huh. It's grown. Yeah. So, so where did you go to school? Like, I, like elementary school and high school? Yeah. We moved when I was... I don't know, six months maybe, less than a year old, we moved out on Greenwood Avenue. Yeah. Right in front of what I still call Greenwood School. It became a junior high, and it's mm-hmm. still there, I, the building is. Mm-hmm. I believe it's apartments now, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, I watched them build a school about 1942 or three or one, right during or before World War II started. 
I sat on the little railings along the sidewalk out there about a foot high. And I can remember sitting on that watching them build it when I was about three or four or five years old. And everybody just walked sidewalks. You know, you didn't worry about mm-hmm. security or anything. Mm-hmm. My brother and I used to get up every morning and go down on Clark Street, which ran right in front of Greenwood, ran into Greenwood School, that little intersection. Oh. And we'd eat breakfast with a preacher and his wife down there. Oh, that's wow. sweet. That's oh. sweet. Uh, and did you tell him that you would sell a six-pack for a quarter and keep one for yourself? <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember that, Charlie. <laughs> Probably uh, not. That, that's too funny. I didn't realize that was anything special. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's fun fun to talk to people that have a rich history in, in our community because you have seen change like nobody. Unreal. Mm-hmm. So, but, but more in the last ten years than ever. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, you probably far, never never thought it would be not be much. Like I this. remember Fort Campbell was, of course, a big happening. Yeah. So you remember when Fort Campbell was being built? Even. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Camp Campbell. Camp Campbell. Yep, uh huh. Yeah. And you know why? It, <clears throat> excuse me. You know why it's Kentucky instead of Tennessee, don't you? I believe it's, is it because of the mailbox? Post office. Yeah. The post yeah. office was put in the Kentucky side. Yeah. Because Alvin Alvin Barkley was the senator from Kentucky with all the power. Yeah. And so he made them put the post office in Kentucky, so it'd be Fort Campbell, Kentucky, not Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, I think more of the land area is in Tennessee than it, it is. That's what I've yes, heard. Sir. I don't He's know the exact that. percentage, but it's it's a, it's a big percentage of it. You know, a lot of people that aren't here from here because it is Fort Campbell, Kentucky, don't realize it's really in Clarksville. All the gates are in Clarksville. Well, in Clarksville, it's been more popular to the ones that lived out there. Yeah, always. The, yeah, the, the Fort Campbell traffic has come to Clarksville basically instead of Hopkinsville. You know, you mentioned uh, senators and and that and that post office. That is, that is one of the really good advantages that that our region has is having senators from Tennessee and Kentucky that support Fort Campbell because it, it just is double strength. I agree. So it's it's pretty cool to see. So at one point you moved to a farm. Yeah, I moved in nineteen forty one. Okay. In the spring, I believe, uh, in front of the what's now the marina, I still refer to it as the fairgrounds. That's that in- hill yeah, up, up on the hill. hill. Okay, where yes, they're sir. now filling with dirt. It looks like. On top. Yeah, I saw a lot of dirt there yesterday. I wondered what was going on up there. I lived there from 1941 till, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> 19 uh, 2013. Oh, so recently, yeah. I've only moved twice in my life. That's interesting. Have you really? Uh, Two times. And that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you go from a big old two-story house to a smaller one-story house. Little farm? Oh, yeah, and had three generations of furniture and stuff. Wow. I love that. So tell me, I hear that you had a special pet. Tell me about your pet. Did you have a, did you have a pet owl? Oh, I had several. I had a pet owl that my daddy brought back from Real Foot, Real Foot Lake. And... Uh, of course, I don't know how we ever came up with this name. We named him Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he really was a pet owl. He would, uh, we fed him raw bacon usually. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he would fly down and take it or light on your shoulder. And he, yeah. Even after he was an adult owl. Really? Uh-huh. And then he'd drown in a, a water trough for the horses and cattle. Oh. Found him just floating in it one day. It was a sad day. 
Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I, I don't know many people that can say they had a pet owl. <laughs> so how did so you you found him at Real Foot and brought him back? That's why he kind of knew you guys. He was a baby. Okay, a little bitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best I can remember in this picture somewhere we have of him about six inches, eight inches mm-hmm. tall when we got him. You know, the storm I think had blown him out of the tree and they couldn't find the parent. Really, it, it's pretty interesting that that uh, an owl would be that friendly. I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, if you raise them from birth and you're like feeding them as a baby, that's yeah. kind of all they know, right? Sure. They they don't know to be scared of you. I Nature- guess we were their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we've we've had a lot of pets. So my brother and I had a pet pig. Mm-hmm. The mother pig died, and at two, I'm little little just barely born. We, yeah. Weeks old, and one of those died, but we fed one and nursed it. Remember, my mother said, if you're going to keep it, y'all got to get up and feed it. We'd have to get up at least twice during the night and feed him with a baby bottle of mm-hmm. milk. And he grew to probably close to 100 pounds. It was still a, kind of a pet pig around the house. And uh, <laughs> the story was kind of interesting how we happened to get rid of him. was My mother had bridge club one day. And, of course, we had no air conditioning in the house, so we had screen doors. And the doors were all open, but the screens were closed. Well, the pig had learned how to root the door open and come on in the house. And when he came in the living room and walked around the card table and under the table, that was the day we had to get rid of the pig <laughs> during bridge club. I'm sure your mom's friends didn't, didn't know what to think of that one. Man, I tell you. Uh, I, so I, I want to go back just a little bit more, the history of your family, because P is a pretty big name in, in our community. So um, what about Austin P? What well, about the, Governor Governor P? Uh, the university was named for him, my grandfather. Yes, sir. Yeah. I never knew him. He died before I was born, actually. Died really? at a young age while he was governor, uh, 1927, I think. So at least I'm not that old. <laughs> I came along after he died. Yes, sir. I, t- I tell you, what, it's, it's pretty incredible because you know Austin B has, has such a, such a big name, and and I know a lot of people probably pronounce your name wrong sometimes. But well, I always said you, if you one of the P's, you don't make fun of anyone's name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was Governor P? Did was he raised here too? Is that the connection with he, Austin P? He came from Kentucky. Okay. He married and moved here and practiced law here and uh, ran for the legislature and served and then became governor. Okay. I guarantee if he had his choice, that mailbox or the post office had been in Tennessee. Oh, I'm sure. He wasn't around then, though. I know. I, know. I was in, <clears throat> in the legislature back in the 60s, and uh, they had someone introduced a bill in the legislature to change the name of Austin B. to North Middle Tennessee State University, I believe, was the proposal. And I oh. just told him I'd stay out of it, and I wouldn't take any part in it. Yeah. I didn't think it was, would be proper. But at any rate, I remember there was a school teacher from Nashville, a lady, a nice lady, that was a representative from Davidson County. And I remember in the, going up in the elevator one morning, she said, uh, John, if they bring that up for a vote, I'm going to have an amendment ready to change the, to amend the name back. John H.P. State University. Mm. <laughs> That's a true friend. Yeah, that is a that friend. That is a true friend, and apparently it didn't but it pass. Never came up. Yeah, good, good. Well, that's just someone with too much time on their hands. 
right? Someone, wanted, to, wanted to do something, yeah. Yeah. Nothing important. And by the way, Senator Harville was the president of Austin P, and he was in the Senate at the time. Oh, and interesting. I never was real sure of what his position was on the matter. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he had been president. I don't guess he was still president. I can't remember that, whether he was still president or not. Well, I'm a, I'm a graduate of Austin P State University, and I'm excited. That, you know, a lot of a lot of people hear that name across the country, and they know uh, they don't. They say pay or something like that instead of P, but they know, and they know of the the Fly Williams days. I was and the, say Fly Williams made it famous. He did. He he made. I it remember famous. it well. I don't know who Fly Williams is. You'll have to tell me. <laughs> really? Yeah. No idea. If I don't know, somebody listening doesn't know. Where are you from? Pocahontas, Arkansas? I'm from Pocahontas, Arkansas. Okay. Population 6,400 and something. <laughs> so Fly Williams came from, from New York. He okay. was recruited out of New York. He was, a, he was a street basketball player up there, famous. And he came and uh, played like, I think, two years at Austin P in the Red Barn over there. Yep. So and, he's uh, one that kind of got Austin P some recognition? Oh, yeah. yeah they, they went to the national okay. tournament yep. that year and played. I saw them play. They lost to vet to Kentucky, I believe. Huh. And I think the game was in Murfreesboro, but I'm not certain of that. The regional. Yeah. He he was he was a. About a, what year was this? Was it in a, uh, just guesstimate in the seventies? Yeah, early seventies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was early seventies. Okay. But anyway, uh, Austin P had Kentucky down ten or more points much of the first half. Mm-hmm. Lost uh, at the very end. It was really a close game. They had a good team. Mm-hmm. Percy Howard played for him. He got drafted by Dallas and scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl one year. Yeah. Oh, wow. As a tight end. So he played <laughs> basketball for them, but then got drafted in the no, NFL. No, there was an, another, another oh. fellow played uh, football. Okay. okay. Percy. Yeah, Percy Howard. Yeah. Man, there's a, there's a lot of history. So so after after high school, where where do you go? What do you do? I went to UT. Knoxville. UT okay. Knoxville. I remember uh, Bobby Long and I both went to UT. Yeah. His daddy took us up there in an old station wagon, I remember. And uh, I saw Bobby not long ago, and I reminded him of it. His daddy let us out. at which We had a dorm room in the stadium, concrete block rooms under the football stadium. And uh, three be three of us in a room. And his daddy let us out, I never will forget, at the base of the stadium, close to the steps. And we both had a, I had a wooden trunk, I think, and Bobby had a suitcase or a trunk. And Mr. Long set him out on the dry, on the street and closed that trunk and said, well, you boys be careful. And he got in the car and drove off. We were standing there <laughs> looking at the stadium. We didn't know where we were going or anything about what we were supposed to do. But we made it. So who was the football coach back then? But when I got there, Harvey Robinson was. He'd just taken over from General Neyland. Yeah. And uh, he lasted two years, maybe. And then Bowden White came from, I started to say Arkansas, but Wyoming, I believe. Yeah. And they had really a good team. Uh, uh, Second year, especially. Uh, And I I was the manager, by the way. You were? Of the football team? team? Really? That was Johnny Major's team. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Majors and when he was the tailback, right on a single wing football team. Uh-huh. I remember we beat Georgia Tech in uh, Atlanta. They were rated number one, I believe, or two, and we were two or three. I can't remember yeah. exactly which, but beat them like fourteen to ten or something. Yeah, or thirteen to ten. I think. 
Did uh, were you and Johnny Majors uh, good friends? We were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we double dated some, and yeah, <laughs> I remember we went to the the year after we graduated. Uh, we went to the whatever was played in Jacksonville. Doesn't seem like maybe it was a Gator Bowl, but I'm not sure which. Yeah, that sounds right. One of the bowls. But anyway, we we went to a big fancy restaurant one night. I remember the night before the game. They had another boy from Nashville with us named Bob Gleaves who had played on the football team. And we were waiting, and I remember the waiter or the hostess came out and said, uh, you know, it's going to be a few minutes before you're going to get in. They had a big smorgasbord. I mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Majors asked her, said, what's all on the buffet or smorgasbord? And she told this long list of things. And he said, well, I'll probably do that. And uh, she kind of came down the list, and I said, well, I'll do that too, I guess. And they asked Gleave, said, what do you do? She said, he said, well, just bring me the smorgasbord too. It sounds good. <laughs> That's our country. We all were really. Yeah, just bring you the whole thing. I'll never see a buffet the same. It's always going to be a smorgasbord for now on. Oh, yeah. I like it better anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the difference in a smorgasbord and a buffet is. I don't know either. Never knew, but this one was a smorgasbord. But yeah. smorgasbord sounds more fun. Yeah. Well, it may be a little more expensive. Yeah. class. Well, I'm going to go with that. Talking about Johnny Majors, one cute story. His mother was a really a cute lady. And we went to the Sugar Bowl that year and lost to Baylor. And I remember after the game, Johnny Majors' mother was leaving, and I read this. I didn't hear it. But in the newspapers, and uh, this reporter said, what happened to Johnny on that punt? He fumbled a punt, and they recovered it and scored a touchdown. And I never forget Ms. Majors said, you know, everyone burns the biscuits sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cute. That, that's awesome. So I see written here World War II in Pearl Harbor. What does that mean to me? Well, I remember well, we were on the floor listening to a baseball game mm-hmm. on the radio. One of those had the green eye on it that mm-hmm. got the two lines close together. You were tuned perfectly. Yeah. That was the best you could get. But they interrupted and announced the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Okay. And, you know, I was, what, six, five, six years old. Oh, you were young and, yeah. Me. Yeah. They bombed. I thought they were going to bomb us next. Yeah. My grandfather. Nobody ever told me that, you know, so I've lived through the war just about. Mm-hmm. I had dreams of Germans coming to the house, all of them with their rifles drawn, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about radio back in, then is they called it the theater of the mind because people would sit around and listen to it, and you would almost imagine it however oh, you, you wanted it to be. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I listened to it. My theater. grandfather was at Pearl Harbor. Was when, really? Mm-hmm. Well, now, he's a, since passed, but. I had a first cousin there, mm-hmm. Billy Manning. Yeah, and uh, the, during World War II, I remember... Uh, they had prisoners of war at Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. Some I don't. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And they would take them out to work on farms, but and the owner had to pay them, and I think just fifty cents a day, as I recall, yeah. what they paid them. But anyway, my uncle that lived next door owned all that river bottom that was come the fairgrounds and is now the marina. He owned all that and farmed it all. And I remember once or two days they brought a truckload of. German prisoners to chop corn, yeah. chop the weeds out of the corn. They didn't have all those pest, uh, herbicides and that type of thing. And I remember slipping, I was about seven years old or eight maybe, slipping down there, and there was a ditch down there by the road, 
And I hid in it and watched and listened to those Germans yeah. talking as they. Really? Oh, and I was scared to death they'd see me. Uh, <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> you know, there there's a, uh, a cemetery out there um, at Fort Campbell. Correct. With the, for, with, oh, really? For the, for the, uh, the POWs. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Sure. Two or three that died. Yes, sir. And, you know, they were all sounded just happy as they could be. Probably were. They, they were probably were the taken care of. Yeah. Food and medicine, a place, clean place to sleep. Yeah. And were treated, not, you know, they were incarcerated, but yeah. still yeah. I imagine better as, than war. You know, I imagine as a youngin that that probably was pretty scary because that was probably one of the first things, that was probably one of the first attacks on American soil that had ever really happened or that the media, that we had media to tell us about anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, I remember when I was young, there was some, Charles Manson, the whole Charles Manson thing happened. And I remember thinking, my name's Charles, his name's Charles, uh, <laughs> he's coming after me next. So, Isn't I mean, funny when, you, when you're young, those things can really, they're real. They're real. Yeah, well, when <laughs> I'll, I'll tell this story because it'll lead us into something else. My grandparents' farm backed up to a golf course, and I can remember sneaking back there and watching the golfers and thinking if they saw me, they were going to come running after me, which you knew they weren't. <laughs> so I would run from that. <laughs> So, like me, they'd come running after the golf ball. Probably. That's exactly uh, right. And I see that you've played a lot of golf, too. I did, a few, a few mm-hmm. rounds. A few rounds. Yeah. <laughs> Some wasn't enough. Some friend asked me one day, I hadn't seen in a long time, said, well, do you still play golf? And I said, no, you know, I had to give it up finally. He said, oh, I'm sorry. That's terrible. And I said, well, I played 75 years. That's not a bad run. That's pretty I'd good. I'd say so. Pretty so, good golf run. So so you and Mason Rudolph. We grew up together playing golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was just obviously a better golfer than I was. Well, he was better than most people. And Mason p- played in practice around the clock. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we, we caddied three afternoons a week, usually thir- Wednesday or Thursday now. I forgot. Thursday, maybe. The stores all closed at noon on Wednesday or Thursday. In downtown Clarksville, mm-hmm. so they, all the men played golf on Wednesday and Thursday afternoon, and Saturday and Sunday afternoon. So where did you play? At the Mason Rudolph. At that was Mason a nine hole. That was the country club. Yeah, originally. Okay. And we played. Uh, we caddied those three days, and we made, made enough money to survive. Yeah. The pro was a Scottish pro named Henry Livingstone. He was a typical rough sounding. Scott. Yeah, yeah. He'd served in the Ladies from Hell in Scotland, from the Highlands in, wow. in World War II. Yeah. But anyway, Pro Henry taught us how to play, a different game than they play today. But he was, he was good to us. And, and we, we went, Mason and I went every day. We bought, every Monday, we bought a pound of bologna and a loaf of bread. And Pro Henry let us keep the bologna in the drink cooler, mm-hmm. which was just a cooler with drinks and ice on top, yeah. like the old days. And uh, we'd eat two bologna sandwiches every day for lunch. Wow. But Mason would go home and chip in the yard till it got dark. And yeah. And put on the rug after dark till bedtime. So that's how he got yeah. so good. And I did other things, you know. Yeah. I met him a few times. Uh, and one time I got to play in a golf scramble with him. Oh, did you? In, at Greystone in, in yeah. Dixon. And he was so much fun because we had mutual friends from Dixon. You know, he knew everybody, and and I knew a few of them. And just being able to spend that four or five hours with him, it was pretty incredible. One of my favorite moments with Mason was 
one day when I was, I don't remember whether I was practicing law or after I became judge, I was off during the week. And I decided to go, I went to the golf course to play golf, and Mason lived on Fairway Drive at that point before we moved away from here. And he was backing out of the driveway, and I stopped. I hadn't seen him in a while. And he was all dressed up in a coat and tie and all, and I had on my golf clothes, and I thought, but this thing finally reversed. It took a long time. Now you're going to work, and I'm going to play golf. <laughs> he really yeah. he appreciated that. Oh, I guarantee it. He, he, he was, was a good phenomenal. guy. Phenomenal. And you mentioned being judge. How, how did you end up going from a caddy to being a judge? That's a big It's jump. a long process. <laughs> I say so. I mean, it is. I, I was running the snack bar at the country club when I was 13, 14 years old. Two summers I ran it. Yes. You know, all we had, of course, were hamburgers and hot dogs. I cooked those and uh, served drinks. And uh, I guess the statute of limitations probably run on it now, sold beer. Oh, yeah. I was 14 years old selling beer. I don't believe you could do that today. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did you sell six and keep one for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I worked there two summers and sold hamburgers, hot dogs, beer, and Coca-Cola. And I never drank a beer. But that, I wasn't that good. I was scared of it, I guess. But I did play the slot machine. They had Indeed slot really. machines in the old country club. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And I told them they almost had a free servant. I, some days be nobody there in the morning or something. You know, I was sitting there waiting. And I'd put nickels in the nickel slot machine. Yeah. Did so you ever I'll win? About half of my salary back on the slot machine. Uh, <laughs> I think I made $26 a week. Wow. Did you ever win in the slot machine? Not, not enough. Not that you can remember, right? <laughs> Just enough yeah. to keep you playing. Some they more. said where they win a percentage. You yeah. Know, whoever owns them. You know, I I never. I guess I never realized that slot machines were everywhere at some point. That was never something that I even thought about. Well, I think they were illegal. Because mm-hmm. gambling was illegal in Tennessee at that point. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, anyway, but I don't know. I I practiced law for twenty years, and I yeah was ready for something different. I guess. Yeah. You know? And Sam Bowes was the previous judge, and he was a friend of mine. I had been in the office with him at one time. And I just decided I'd do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It was really hard work, the trial judge. Yeah, yeah. So you had to run for office. Yeah, I ran for office. Uh, Roger Bowman and Ross Hicks now, all three ran. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to win. I remember the first precinct reported was on Fort Campbell, actually. Where those officers' quarters were, yeah. were out there. Mm-hmm. And I believe there were like seven votes cast. It was like three for Roger Bowman and two for Hicks and one for me, and I just almost got sick and had to go to bed. Oh, no. Oh, but I finally won, it turned out. And Ross just retired himself. So He did. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He's a great guy. We yeah. sure have a long, rich history here in Clarksville. Is there anything that just really stands out to you that – you find interesting or special to you, other and other than having your kids, I know that and getting married, those are special times. Kids, yeah, grandkids. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Clarksville. Uh, I'm impressed so with the growth now, the mm-hmm. housing growth is mm-hmm. just unreal. And I've heard figures. I don't know what I got them from Clarksville now or where, but like at one time, uh, maybe. Fourteen people a day were coming to Clarksville. That was the average increase, or something like that. Yeah, just, I think it's close to that. Just unreal. And Nashville was doing more than that, like twenty-one, I think, people per day. 
It's impressive. And when you ride around and see all the growth, um, some of our forefathers did a a really good job of of attracting industry and and setting us up to attract industry. There are some people in the we past. We had that did no that. industry here except BF Goodrich Company and Acme Boot. When mm-hmm. I was young, mm-hmm. and of course, then Train Company. I think was about the first big plant that came. Yeah, I think it was. And and Acme they, Boot. they put them out in the country yeah. over there by the mall. Wasn't Acme <laughs> Boot kind of considered out in the country at that time too? Because it's over in the Sango area. I mean, it was. Well, that was on uh, Crossland, right? Acme oh, was, was it? On okay, I thought there. it was where Miss Lucille is now. The school oh. system is one of the Acme buildings now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And the other one they tore down, tore down uh, three, four, five years ago and built apartments there. Yeah. Across mm-hmm. the street from the, on Crossland. You know, it's funny. They took some of those bricks from from that old Acme building and repurposed them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat to reuse it, reuse brick like that. But the ride out to the industrial park now is just Hard to believe how much it is there. It is, and we're buying new property, and and we've got a lot of new prospects. It's it's just it's blowing up, and and you keep wondering where all these people come. Where are they going to go? But but they're still coming. One I don't know here. I know in uh, we go to Florida some in the town we go to the. I think the real estate housing market it turns over every three days. Wow! So how long a piece of property stays yeah. on the market? And I bet it's not long here. I bet it's thirty days for residents. Yeah. I, I know there for a while it was it was a really short period of time. I think it's slowing down just a little bit. There for a while but, houses were getting multiple offers before they even were yeah. on the market. So yeah. it's, it's, crazy. it's amazing to ride around when you remember how it was. Yeah. Uh, I had a rode a bike to the golf course nearly every day for years, and then I had a motorbike I rode uh, from the, out on the hill to the golf course. Really? And I and used that, to get on the railroad tracks and go uh, where there's some apartments off of Crossland out there. And there mm-hmm. was the old railroad track. Yeah. And I'd push my bike across. There was a trestle across that pond or lake. It was called Kesey Pond. Huh. And I'd push my bike across there. You couldn't ride on those crosses. Oh, yeah. Wow. Get to the golf course. Man, I can't I just... I. Visually trying to go back and picture That's what, what I'm doing as he's would talking. Lo- look like that and, and to know what it's like now and, and to come from, you know, from the fairgrounds or the marina and, and make your way up to, to Mason Rudolph. Yeah, you know, the that, Crossland ended uh, somewhere there about the traffic light at the county complex mm-hmm. Crossland. That's about yeah. where it ended. Highway and Drive. The, ra- the railroad track went through there from behind Acme Boot. Yeah. Close to that intersection. And that's what they extended crossing on the old railroad bed. Yeah. Was the right way uh, for the extension of crossing. It's interesting to think about how that used to be a railroad track. See, I didn't know that. And how they, when they're, when city planners are planning growth, they can go, okay, well, we'll use this railroad bed. We'll use this. You know, mm-hmm. that type One thing. thing, just quick, I know we're, probably running out of time. The downtown is so different now than it used to be. Yes, sir. So much better than it was for a while. Mm-hmm. But when I was little, they were like, I was thinking before we came down here, there were three grocery stores right in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were three or four men's clothing stores right in downtown. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had uh, Weekly's Grocery, which I worked for on Saturdays when I was about 12 years old, yeah. 14. 
Piggly Wiggly had a store and H.G. Hill had a store down, right downtown. Hills was right across from the courthouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. a lot of stores like that. Hardware store. I wore a brace when I was about seven years old, and uh, I'd break the leather straps on it, and they'd take me to the hardware store, and they'd take oh, the brace like this Bring it back out. You know, know. We, we'd go to the hardware store, old Nick's Hardware in Dixon. It was around forever. Mm-hmm. And they get into Carney Nick's? Uh, I think they are. Do you know Car- who Carney Nick's I, was? I had at heard bank, of Carney Nick's. That's the bank down there. Yeah. He's a relative of mine. Oh, Morris, really? He's dead, deceased. Yeah. We, we would go to the hardware store and take our baseball glove, you know, and dip it in oil and loosen it up and get it all formed up. Man, it was... Maybe get new leather laces. Yeah, yeah, relace them. Man, you thought you were something doing that. You were. That was something. <laughs> well, Charlie's right. We could sit here and talk with you for an hour, and there's so much history here. But I, I appreciate you coming in and sharing what you have with us today. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It's oh, it's been fun. It's been fun. You know, I, I like to tell stories. Well, I, I'm due for some golf lessons, so whenever I, you feel like getting back out there, you listen, can Listen, I'm an old-time golfer. We learned that limber wrist Golf, well, not what they do today. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I need to learn that. I need to learn something. So if you ever feel like getting out there, I'll pay I you like a nickel. I watch for, still. Yeah. And yeah. if you ever want to come back and do another show with us, I'm sure you've got more stories to tell. Well, let me know. Yeah, for sure. We'll do they that. They may probably not interesting to most people, though. Oh, oh, I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, I think so, too. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's been Thanks fun. Thanks for being here. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.